Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, let's not stand on ceremony then. You heard the here we go Steelers. That means it is time for Steelers Nation Radio to feature Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz, doing what we do for the next three segments, man, which is going to be a ton of fun because we have roster reactions. The ah. initial 53-man roster moves were made. Um, whether we're talking cut downs, we also had some trades that took place as well yesterday. So we're going to break and deep dive into all of that. But, you know, got to shout out my partner in crime, my man, Mr. Wesley Euler on the ones and twos with me today. How we doing? How we doing? Man, living our best life. I want to salute you first because you are my favorite ninja because today is Mr. Uh, ninja Day. Ah, you thank know? you. I appreciate that. For those that don't know what Ninja Day is, we're talking about the behind the scenes guys, the people that, you know, do a lot of multi hat wearing, but don't always get the recognition because they're not always on air. But you are a dual hat type of guy, actually a quadruple hat in some capacity. Just want to <laughs> throw do. that I wear out a lot there. Of hats. You know, but I definitely want to shout you out though, man, because Thanks, you know I-, I always appreciate your work ethic. Always appreciate you showing up in here, and more importantly, I appreciate you always opening the door for me as well, man. It's well, the little things you. like that. You know what I'm saying? Listen, that is when, when you are, uh, you know. When you are tasked with being one of the ninjas to yeah, make man. this place run, that's what you got to do. You got to sometimes you got to open doors, sometimes <laughs> you got to host the show, literally, and yeah. every and everything in between, right? But no, mm-hmm. thank you. I I appreciate that. And uh, you know, Max earlier on in, yeah. in the locker room, Max labeled me as as the master splinter Ooh. of all the ninjas. So I, you know, I he like tugged it. on my nineties, like my nineties right kid heartstrings like right there. So so good start to the day so far. No, without a doubt, man, and rightfully so though, man, because you guys do help this thing roll as smoothly as it rolls, especially when some of the behind-the-scenes can be very chaotic. <laughs> yes, can, yes, very chaotic. But definitely want to salute you well, for that, you, man. Partner. So you know, it. I yeah, appreciate it. You know, I figured we'd do that today, man. You know what I'm saying? Since we all saluting our ninjas out there, man. But um, now that it is officially Wednesday, mm-hmm. all right, we're past that Tuesday, 4 p.m., official cut down to get to your 53-man rosters and all of the speculation has come to a close. Temporarily. 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 But 
we do have our first initial 53-man roster. So I'm trying to think, what's the best way to do this? I might hey, just, you, you the you know host, what? baby. No, no, no. So this is what we'll do, know. man. Yeah, because at first I was looking at your computer like, oh, does he have the roster up? And I was like, I don't think he's ready it, for that. Just it, okay, it, so there it, we go. It. So with that being said, Mr. Wesley Eula, why don't you read off who did make the squad? And then from there, we'll go back and obviously talk about certain uh, key position gotcha. groupings, running back, wide receiver, sure. D-line, linebacker, stuff like that. But initially, let's just... Set the, ta- yeah. uh, set the table of who did make the team thus far. So, you know what I'm going to do here? As a kid whose last name is Euler, mm-hmm. was Euler when I was growing yeah. up, and I always had to wait, you Man, know, you, you start you, at the you beginning of the alphabet. Like, see, it sounds like you trying to say that you're going to be doing something. Uh-uh. You start at the beginning it's, it's, it's of the alphabet. It's a most Wednesday, though, you right? You go to the end. You see how it's a most host Wednesday? I'm My starting name with starts the specialist. With a. My name starts with A, so you start with the first A name you see. Alu Alu. <laughs> Akello. No, my Travis Adams. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's the end. Come on, man. Yeah, no, but- <laughs> I'm going to start with the specialists, the guys who are always at the back of the line that get no love. They uh, get no love, but I just got paid well, how much? That's a, good, that's a very good point. Say, man, a very come good on point. now. There's a lot of ways to show uh, you got different yeah, love yeah, languages. Very true. Money is a, is yes, a pretty solid yes. love language. They, they, they speak very fluent love language to boss. <laughs> Chris Boswell, Presley Irvin III, and Duke Quesney's own. You know, Let's my, go. My favorite Pittsburgh college. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Kuntz mm-hmm. is your uh, three specialists out there. Defense, 25 guys kept. Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, DeMarvin Leal, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, Tyson Alualu, and the previously mentioned Montrevious there Adams. There it is. There it is. Reigning Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. Say, Alex, hold on. Who, who was that? Reigning D-P-O-Y. Make sure we didn't rush over that one. And now joint NFL single season well, sack well, leader. Well, well, you're speaking my language. Trent Jordan Watt. Hello. Alex Smith, Derek Tuska, and the new arrival, Malik mm-hmm. Reed, one of two new arrivals to the yes. roster that I'm sure we'll discuss today. Inside linebackers, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, and Mark Robinson. Uh-oh. And then in the secondary, Akella Witherspoon, Cam Sutton, Levi Wallace, James Pierre, Arthur Mollett. Good Say it again for name. my namesake. Good Say it again for my namesake. You know, I'm a partner there. AM as well, too. That's my dude, what. man. Look, listen, we never played together. I don't think I was in the NFL while he was still in the NFL. I think we were, you know, enough years away from each other. But that's my guy right there. Every time I see him, the energy is always where it needs to be for both of us because it's not many Arthurs out here. There's not. I mean, still one of my favorite training camp moments. Especially if you get outside of PBS. Seriously, one of my favorite training camp moments was literally Arthur Mollett, Arthur Motes, and my son, Great Arthur. All three of us having a, hey, we're all named Arthur. We had one of them moments, you know? Eh. So as Arthur's got to go, so I'm certainly happy that he is on this roster. I bet you Coach T would have liked coaching you both at the same time. He could have, hey, Arthur! Hey, 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 Arthur! I would have just had both of you whipping your head around. Like, oh, man, hey, come on now, we're nervous. Uh, Mega Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Trey Norwood, DeMonte KZ, mm-hmm. and Miles Killebrew. So there's your specialist, your defense, and then on the offensive side of the football. And I do appreciate you starting with that defense as Of well, course. Because special teams is an extension of the defense. You know it. it out there. You know it. Trubisky, Pickett, Rudolph, no surprises there. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and Benny Snell, Derek Watt. Seven, count them, seven wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Gunnar Olszewski, Calvin Austin, Miles Boykin, and Steven Sims. Three tight ends, Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, and that is how they have classified Connor Hayward as well, too. And then along the offensive line, Dan Moore Jr., Chooks, a core of four. Jesse Davis, the newcomer from the Minnesota Vikings. So only three tackles. Only three tackles. I know I that's say, something we're, we're going to talk, talk about. about. The seven wide receivers, only three tackles. Mason yeah. Cole, James Daniels, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, and an all-time Yinzer name, J.C. Hassaner. Motes, there's your initial 53. 
Yeah, man. So um, my initial reactions to this thing, man, um, I do love a lot of these players that they kept. I think that they made some tough decisions. Um, obviously, we'll dive into that when we're talking the wide receivers and the inside linebacker room. But as a whole, I do like this initial roster. Now, in terms of my um, first thoughts, though, in terms of how many players they're keeping at each position and if it is truly finalized, mm-hmm. I look at the wide receiver room. Yeah. Seven guys there. <laughs> And I'm just like, man, I don't know if they're going to keep all seven. Like, Surprising, isn't that's it? That's a lot in that room, man, especially when you're just talking about the game day operations of who gets helmets and who don't get helmets. And when we're looking on this roster and we're still seeing a little bit of overlap by way of Connor Hayward and Derek Watt both being up here as well. Granted, they classify Connor as a tight end, but let's be real. What tight end means here is tight end slash fullback, the way that they use Connor this preseason. Mm -hmm. So that's another element that I'm looking at and just trying to see, you know, what does that dynamic potentially look like going forward? But the seven receivers, man. Yeah, that to me. That was a lot, man. There's there's a lot of different things here to get into, without a doubt. But I think that that the, you know, only having three offensive tackles. Mm -hmm. um, And one of those guys being a new guy who is still more player versatile than mm-hmm. true traditional tackle. Right. Because when we talk damn more in shoots, they're like me. legit tackles. Yes, yeah. correct. Those are things that surprised me. And, you know, you started with the wide receivers there, so so that's where I'll go to, mm-hmm. to stay on topic here, Professor. I, I greatly appreciate you. If you would have said to me back at the start of training camp, maybe, or at some point in early August, mm-hmm. you know, a week or two into training camp, and you would have said, hey, Wes, seven wide receivers. I, I, just, I just traveled back from the future. Yeah. Seven wide receivers are going to make this initial 53-man. I might have said, I would have said, that's a little surprising, but it would have made more sense then. Because mm. I would have said, okay, the four that we've assumed the whole time, Deontay Chase and the two rookies. Yeah. Gunner is five, is Anthony, who we've assumed Anthony the whole Miller's time. Anthony Miller's in that conversation. Anthony Miller and yeah. Miles Boykin. Mm-hmm. Because Anthony Miller and Miles Boykin, we both thought had very solid yes. camps. They were making it a, a, a real conversation, a real debate. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me before Anthony Miller went down, right. seven wide receivers are going to make this roster, I would have still been surprised, but I would have said, okay, I wouldn't have been as surprised as I am now when they keep seven uh, and Steven Sims is one of those. Uh, I I still feel like there's going to be some movement here. This We all know this initial 53-man roster, it'll change even before we get to Cincinnati in yeah. 12 days or well, however no, it, long that is. It was funny. Um, I, I saw on uh, social media, I think Jalen Warren had an interview where he was like, people were texting him at 3.55, congratulating him. He's like, no, nah, I got five minutes. Wait till 4 o'clock. Then he's like, at 4.01, he's setting him up, and I'm just thinking to myself, Hey, buddy, you're, you're, you're not safe even then, man. Like, no. they will make a switch. You're not safe even week three. <laughs> the they make yeah. them switches all the time. 100%. So you just make sure that you're keeping your energy where it needs to be. You're staying locked in because you're still not ever really able to take that sigh of relief. No. Just speaking from experience, man, I literally, you know, remember my rookie year, similar situation, you know, where, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, was drafted, so I had a little bit more um, leverage in terms of what I did throughout the preseason, so I felt a little bit more comfortable, but hanging with one of the undrafted guys, and we were all kind of just on edge about making the roster, and I remember we finally made it that first day, so we're all like, yo, we're going to go out, we got to celebrate the fact that, you know, this rookie class, you know, we got drafted guys and undrafted guys making the team. Mm -hmm. It was all good until 24 hours later, some of them guys we was in there celebrating with, 
were no longer with us. Uh-oh. And I was like, God dang, this is nuts, man. Cutthroat business. That, that's when I started to realize it. It, it happened that year, and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. it opened my eyes. And then from there on, I started to realize you are never truly safe no. until you've established nope. yourself, you know? But that's the one thing that I, when I saw that, I just kind of laughed to myself like, man, nah, nah. Even then, man, you're never safe. Just, just no, this is too- keep your head down and keep grinding, baby. Like if this is if this is a report card, the 53-man yeah. roster- it's an it's an eye on yeah, the report card. That, that, like it's it, incomplete. Man. Like this is not like I, I said. Even in twelve mm-hmm. days when they're in Cincinnati, it's not going to be the same yeah. fifty three. It's just not. Yeah. Certainly, as the year rolls around, too. The seven wide receivers was surprising though, um, and I don't mean that to say that Miles Boykin didn't have a great camp and a great preseason. I don't mean that to say that Steven Sims didn't do a lot of impressive things over the last three months. Last three months, sorry, last three uh, preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still to to keep that number when you already feel really good, you know, about your first five guys. Um, that but, was that was a little I surprising. Guess, but I think the one thing that I did think of with Steven Sims, and this was on the front side of the roster cutdowns. To me, Steven Sims had did more than enough to make this roster. Calvin Austin was the outlier. It was just he was drafted this year and a fourth round pick too. Not a you no, know, no, no. He was drafted, he was this, drafted year. this year. That's, that's yeah, yeah. Because to me, you can't tell me that Calvin Austin made a stronger case for himself to be on this team than Steven Sims did based on the a lot of time that they had in OTAs, minicamp, training camp, preseason games. We got tangible tape of Steven Sims making plays not just in practice, preseason games, but in multiple games. No doubt. And in, a, and in multiple ways. We saw him in the return game. We saw him as a ball handler in terms of running the ball. We saw him in the receiving end of it as well. It's like, man, like, like he was the one for me that if he wouldn't have been on this roster, I would have been, like, really shocked because I thought that he was one of the most impressive receivers that we had, especially when you're talking about some of the unsung guys, the flying below the radar type of guys. He was one of those dudes. Like, the expectations for him were not high in OTAs unless you were a personal fan of Steven Sims. Right. Outside of that, you weren't looking on this roster and saying that, man, I'm taking Steven Sims over Anthony Miller, over Miles Boykin, over any other draft pick receivers or the current receivers that we had. 100%. But for him to have put on the performances the way that he did on multiple occasions with the variations of quarterbacks that he was out there with, to me, I just thought that that was one of those ones where it's, it's you just, how do you turn away from that? Yeah. Like with Tyler Vaughn's, with his frame, I look at him and I say, man, I think he's a good player, but he still has to develop his body physically for this level. When you're talking about playing against some of the bigger, better competition, it's like, okay, I can see that. With Steven, though, I didn't necessarily feel that way. I thought that his speed was one of those great equalizers out there that would also help and be an asset for him. And he obviously already has NFL experience, too. He does. And you're right. I mean, he he's making plays, not only in, in camp practices. Yeah. And, and those settings are important, without a doubt. But when you see it in camp and practice, and then you see it translate into stadium, you know, Three three solid performances by him. Without a doubt, uh, man. You know, Seattle, Jacksonville, and Detroit. Um, I like I said, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying he doesn't deserve to. That's not where I'm going no, no, with any no. of this. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's just surprising to I see mean, that. We, we that say this all the number. time. Whether we're talking top five lists or we're talking roster cuts, you're always gonna have to split hairs. And when it comes to splitting hairs, at times it's gonna sound like we're knocking down a player or you know something right. in that vein. Trying to poo-poo but, somebody, but or, no, it's yeah. not that. It's just the context of when you're talking about what is the deciding factor. Availability matters, productivity matters, and consistency matters. And I just thought to myself with Steven, man, he definitely did all those things. But at the same time, the politics of NFL rosters matter. Sure. So when you're talking about a Deontay Johnson, 
He was going to be here regardless of if he took a snap this preseason. You talk about Chase Claypool, similar concept, barring a trade. George Pickens, he's a second-round pick. 52nd overall. He's not going anywhere. No. Gunnar Oshesky, you felt good about him, but he would probably have been like the first one of the safe receivers that you might say, okay, maybe he's one of those guys you could unseat. But outside of that, I just named you four names. Mm-hmm. So when we talked about the others in terms of the receivers that were still available, Calvin Austin, who we said, what, fourth-round pick, blazing speed, we knew the team was very high on him. So yep. even he had a nice leg up. Yep. So now it's just like, man, five bodies for, what, two two spots essentially? And that was with us not even understanding they would keep seven. I was under the impression they would keep six. Same. As, you know? Same. So even with the seven, it's just like, man, it was a lot for these dudes to overcome, man. And for Steven Sims to be one of those guys to really emerge out of that group. It's very impressive to me. It is. I completely agree because, you know, we could go down that list too. I mean, TV, Tyler Vaughn's had himself Absolutely, a solid man. preseason. It's clear he's got some chemistry with Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. And those type, you know, having having some some good rapport with the next franchise quarterback. It, and even you, when he helps, went out there with Mason, helps, he still was able to have case, success as certainly. well. Uh, Cody White has has made some plays, and we know that, that he's capable as well too. And he's also helped in stadium for this team in the regular season he last has, year. That he has. So, yeah, that was – I mean, that was a real – I mean, that was like four dogs and mm-hmm. one bone in, yeah. in that situation. So, Steven Sims certainly deserves it. Uh, I'm with you on and that. Steven wasn't even homegrown. He, he can't say he was drafted. He exactly. can't say he was on a practice squad uh, well, a year he's just ago here or anything. They like, drafted yeah. him this year. Yeah. No, no, no chance. No chance. Um, what about Derek Watt, though? Because, you know, we, yeah, a lot man. of people are having that Calvin Austin, you know, can't make the club in the mm-hmm. tub conversation. Yeah. We haven't seen much of Derek Watt well, since OTAs or minicamp either. I mean, you say that, but this hasn't just been this year. Derek misses a good amount of time. Um, it is very interesting to me. I'm still very surprised to see him currently on this roster. There's not a slight towards his ability because when he is healthy, yes, he is a Pro Bowl caliber special teams player that could give you some productivity mm-hmm. as a fullback slash H-back on offense. Mm-hmm. The problem has been his availability or the lack thereof. He does not participate a lot. No. And it's largely because of health. Mm-hmm. And when you couple the inavailability because of health along with the contract that he had signed to come here, that's when you start looking and you're seeing a guy like Connor Hayward and you're saying, well, man, this dude can give you some of the tight end stuff, but he also can give you the same stuff that Derek Watt is giving you. Well, why are we keeping this guy and not keeping this guy? Or why are we keeping both? We could just consolidate and keep two for the price of one mm-hmm. or even two for the price of less than one. <laughs> two in this, for the price of, you know. <laughs> one eighth. <laughs> so it's like I think of that part. Yeah. And then I also look at the running back room and I say, okay, Anthony McFarlane was the surprise. Yes. Agreed. Part of me is like, okay, I understand if you're going to value Derek Watt over McFarlane because of the positions and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like I could still get more out of Anthony McFarlane on offense than I could out of Derek Watt thus far right now. And I hear the people that are saying, well, Derek is here for special teams. Well, we say that about Benny Snow. Miles Killebrew's on the we roster, too. We say that too. about Miles Killebrew. How many here for special like, teams like, guys do you have? We got a lot of these here for special teams guys. <laughs> like, that's my, and they're all capable. No, no, no. They're we, all capable in my, that regard, Miles without Blink a doubt. Is, my, we think Miles Blink is going to do. He's going to be here for special teams Good guy. call. Good call. You know, yep. I, I know Gunner is a return man. Steven is a return man. But it's like, man, when we're talking specific, this is a special teams guy? Special teams guy. What do you think Robert Splane is going to be if he's not getting starting snaps on defense? A special teams guy. A really good one as well. So, yeah, once no again, that's no my doubt. disconnect as it pertains to 
uh, uh, Derek Watt. I'm just like, I was that I think was the biggest overall role? surprise right, to me. Because I'm like, where's his role, especially when he hasn't been available? We'll talk more about the offensive line group. We've talked, yeah. discussed the wide receivers. I'm sure you want to talk some Mark Robinson and some oh, Buddy Johnson. Absolutely. At some, but maybe the biggest surprise to me on this roster was was Derek Watt being there. Yeah. Um. Now some of that, you know me, Motsi. I'm a transparent guy. All right. Back during OTAs. I made two predictions, Mm -hmm. all right? The first was that the Kendrick Green at center experiment was over. It was done. It was dusted. He is – they are going to use him as a guard, and I was correct in that prediction. Mm -hmm. My other prediction was that Derek Watt was not going to make the team, and it was going to happen at the – or, sorry, that Connor Hayward was going to make the team, and that it was going to happen at the expense of Derek Watt. Similar skill sets, but a younger guy and a much cheaper guy, and a lot of times, you know, that is the politics of football. That's just the way but it I goes. But also when you cut the tape on this year. Connor Hayward has been on, a very pleasant surprise <laughs> like, for, a, for a seventh-round pick. What does the tape show? The tape 100%. show kind of can help you out. So all those things combined, the him being younger, him being yeah. healthier, him being cheaper, and what we've seen with our eyeballs, uh, that to me was, man, I felt very confident. Yeah. Not only that Connor Hayward was going to make the team, but that it would come at the expense of Derek Watt, who you mentioned, I mean, counts nearly $5 million against the cap this year, is one of the Steelers' you know, highest salary cap hits in that regard. To me, that I think probably stood at the top of the list of just every, every 53-man roster across the NFL. We yeah. can find something that surprised us as it relates to the Steelers in this exercise. That, to me, I think might have been at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, I would definitely start there. Then after that. When, when you saw, real quick, too, yeah, when you ahead. saw Benny Snell and Miles Killebrew both on the roster as well, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, how much are you? How much weight are you putting into that special teams element? Exactly. Because yeah. that's been my biggest grievance when we obviously talk about Derek White and his roster spot. The rebuttal is always special teams. Always. And it's like. I hear you, but if I have four other guys that I can legitimately name as key special teams contributors, and good ones, and are yeah. more available, yeah, that's the other part for me where I'm just like, I don't see why. But at the same time, some of these things we don't have to understand why. As far as I know, maybe that's why you know they needed it to be that way so we can get TJ to sign last year. Who the heck knows? But we are here, and I think that's where it is. But um, the other thing that I was surprised with though was with the offensive line group. Man, we're talking about three yeah. tackles, and one of those tackles being a guy that I personally feel is a better guard than tackle. That's the guy we traded for, Jesse Davis. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised with that, and that was another reason why for me, I was thinking to myself, okay, man, maybe we got another move in here. I, I think there definitely because has, there is. I don't know how you feel that confident going into a season with just Dan Moore Jr., Chooks, Okorafor, and Jesse Davis as your only three tackles. Like, you don't have a John LeGlue anymore. You don't have a Joe Hague anymore. Those right. are your guys that could play guard and tackle. And I thought at times last year came in and did a fine job of that. 100%. Now, this year, a little bit inconsistent, but I thought that all of those players in this offensive line, whichever unit you're talking about, has been very inconsistent this offseason. So that was very surprising to me because I thought that, especially LeGlue, I thought that he was a fine player, man. I thought that when you're talking about a J.C. Heisenauer type, a guy that if you need to spot start him, you can spot start him. If you need him to play center guard, left or right, you feel confident he can get you out of a stadium. That's how I looked at LeGlue. So to see him not here, and now I'm looking and I'm like, man, is Jesse Davis an upgrade over Dan Moore? I don't agree with that. 
is Jesse Davis an upgrade over Chooks at right tackle? In the sense that you put Jesse at right tackle, move Chooks over to left tackle, and you're saying that, hey, that's the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. You can make a conversation there, but to me, the last time we saw Jesse Davis as a right tackle was in Miami, his final season there. It was not what we would be looking for from my personal opinion. I think if you're playing him at guard, it's a different conversation. Sure, sure. But which guard are you playing him at? You're not going to take out James Daniels, who you just paid all this money to this offseason. Nope. I personally think that they like Kevin Dotson and where he's been developing at this offseason. Feels like that's in the tea leaves. Yeah. So with that, I'm just like, I don't see how you're going to play this guy where he could be his best self at. I am completely on the same page as you hear. This to me. He's getting on a moving train. That that report card, you know, it's back to school time. It's like, dude. Yeah, exactly. Hasn't even practiced with the team. Yeah. Well, pretty well, right, it, it now, right now, right now, right now is probably as we record this yeah. is, is having his first practice but with the, the team. Thing about, you're going to get two weeks to go out here and prepare, and then we're going to say, hey, play right tackle. Whereas in Minnesota, he's been working at right guard, and he wasn't even the starter there. That's why he was made available to us. This is the same trajectory as Akello Witherspoon last year. Akello had left the 49ers, had finally signed his nicer deal to go to Seattle. Mm-hmm. He got beat out, and we ended up trading for him that same offseason. He's never took a regular season snap with Seattle. That is the exact same case with Jesse Davis, except the money is slightly less for what he signed for in contrast to what Akello signed for. But that's what the scenario was. I Again, I I, I can't agree more, more with you. And to use that you know back-to-school report card reference again, this to me is the biggest eye yeah. on on the roster right now. Th- this has to be incomplete. You you can't go into an NFL season with just two proven tackles. I know some would say, "Hey, Jesse Davis, there's the sample size. Maybe well, he's no, not he proven. He started a ton of games. He started hey, you, a ton of games. He st- he's proven in that regard. Yeah. He's not a rookie, or he's not you know someone who has has two games or three games played in he his has NFL career. A ton." By NFL rules, he is a it's starter. A, it's a great point. By NFL, by NFL, by rules, NFL he's standards, he's a veteran. He's a veteran starter. <laughs> yeah. So all of this, oh, he's young. Like, no. That's a, dude, that's what, 80 games played in seven-something starts? That's an NFL starter. And I still think even if we're going to go best-case scenario with Jesse Davis, let's give him benefit of the doubt, right? New situation, new team. Hopefully it, it, it clicks for him and, and everything works out. I still think you probably want one more in that group. Because then all of a sudden, if Jesse Davis, if you're confident in him as your third guy there, right? Okay, if Dan Moore Jr. or Chooks or Jesse go down with an injury, even if it's just in-game, all of a sudden, you are, you're one more injury away from disaster. For you playing a guard at tackle. Before you're playing a guard at tackle on an offensive line that is 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 already had some you know some shaky moments in the preseason, and you know that that we know there has to be a real onus on protecting the quarterback this year, particularly. To me, this is this is a big, huge red letter eye on the on the 53 yeah. man roster because I I don't expect the Steelers to to you know to go into. September 11th weekend in Cincinnati and only have three tackles on the roster. That that would surprise me. Yeah, so like I said, that's definitely going to be one of those ones that we continue to monitor. But, um, whew, yeah, <laughs> just when I thought that this offensive line situation couldn't get any crazier, it definitely has gotten a little bit crazier now, man. I tell you what. It's definitely gotten a little I crazier, tell you what, man. And, and in the last couple years in the trenches, oh my the Steelers have not had the best fortune health-wise. They haven't <laughs> exactly all. been lucky yeah. in that department. Right. I... I just, I, you know, we, we saw how they loaded up on the defensive line mm-hmm. after having a lot of health issues there and availability issues there last year. I think part of keeping Mason Rudolph is because they remember back to 2019 when they needed three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think there has to be some of that similar thought process here. And, you know, this is what we got for now, and, and we are, we're going to tinker and we're going to move it around. But uh, watch this space as it relates to uh, another offensive tackle being added to the mix. Now, 100%, man. So we're going to go to break right now, but when we come back, we're going to obviously react to that defense, man, because it's definitely some interesting uh, – you know, roster spots oh, yeah. on that side as well, man. So you don't want to touch that Dallas. Arthur Moss and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.